average. I'm not no average. <laughs> we're not teenagers yet. We're adults. Right, we are... We can't wait to. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. good. No. You're <laughs> no. Yeah, let me shut up. <laughs> That's on. Ha <laughs> Salam, everyone. Welcome back to the Reflection Diary podcast. This is Mariama. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Kadiza. <laughs> Salam. It's my welcome back to another episode. This is episode five, right? Yeah. So, yep. welcome back, everyone. Hope everyone's doing fine. Um, yeah, Yama, I think we can go straight into it. What do ah, you have for us this week? You, so you're just going to be like, we hope everyone is fine. You're not even going to ask me how I'm doing? Hey, Kadi, I don't, I don't care. I already ah. know how you're doing. Exactly. So we don't have joking. time for that either today. So Man, I am, I am talking. Okay, guys, I'm doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> I have a lot of work, but aside from that, I'm doing very good. Thank you. Are you happy? <laughs> Do you feel care. good? So today we're going to talk about Ramadan. As you all know, um, it will be starting very soon, like in a few days. Two days. Inshallah. In two days. Two, oh, two or three two days. days already. Two, three days, yeah. So, yeah, inshallah, it will be starting soon. We're all excited for it and looking forward to it, inshallah. And um, we'll be talking about how we prepare for it and um, maybe give each other some tips. And also we have our first ever guest today. You guys will um, get to know a bit more of her in a little bit. But first, Yama has something for us, like, as always. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, yeah. Hi, guys, again. It's me. But um, today we're going to talk about the obligations of Ramadan fast, which is fasting like the month, holy month. So um, the hadith I'm reading says Ramadan fasting is more than drinking and eating. It has a spiritual purpose. The hadith is narrated by Buhari. Fasting helps us draw away from things which Allah has forbidden us. By fasting, we can embrace spiritual things and get closer to Allah. Following hadith of our Prophet Muhammad teaches us how we can avoid evil things during the Ramadan fasting. If one of you is fasting, he should avoid sexual relation with his wife and quarreling. And if someone should fight or quarrel with him, he should say, I'm fasting. So, May, do you want to go first? What do you want to say about that? You can, you can go first, Kevin. Okay, so I feel like it's really important for us to know the purpose of fasting why are we fasting and because growing up we were just told to fast very cold let's just fast and starve ourselves mm-hmm. we were not we didn't go deep into it so just today i was asked at work um why do you fast and i i got nervous because i'm like i don't want to say the wrong thing and even though i know why i'm fasting it's like do i specifically know what the prophet said about it you know that's the those are the questions that comes in your mind and you're like should i just tell them that okay we fast because of discipline we fast because you know to be grateful and all those stuff so i feel like it's important for every muslim to actually learn and find the find reasons why they're fasting instead of just following the crowd yeah definitely um also ramadan is a time for a lot of people to reflect on their behavior and everything else, their surroundings, what they say, what they do, 
and even when it comes to praying on time and i'm also guilty of it i don't always do it um but i try my best but in ramadan you're extra careful like to pray on time and to make sure that you don't miss the prayer time also like i said our behavior too when it comes to backbiting or gossiping that we just avoid it or listening to music i mean people have different opinions about it but instruments are um ah different opinions some people say that instruments are not haram girl there's always a discussion about about this online don't you ever see it i don't because people are actually getting on my nerves like how could you argue with islam the music is not haram no seriously ah. they do i've seen this discussion more than once no i don't know how you do it because i would especially when um i don't know if you guys um when afghanistan the whole taliban thing was going on mm. the um they did say that they're going to ban concerts and something i think it was concerts or orchestra and people were literally online and being like oh but that's not even haram in islam like ah. instruments and stuff and we will elaborate on this and in another episode um inshallah why it's haram and um yeah the reason behind it but people do say it and but many people many people know that it's haram so they avoid it at all costs in ramadan but as soon as ramadan is gone girl <laughs> the, music the, the night off, the night huh? before we start the night before eat mm-hmm. you know like when we're doing our hairs and getting ready for but not even that only some people they will fast like from morning to evening and then the minute they um cut their fast they're back to doing haram i'm just like mm-hmm. but we're still in ramadan though wait <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a holy month for a reason i don't know if you have seen this but, but what chris brown was playing in saudi arabia yeah it's uh, it's it's um legal now hey concert in saudi Allah i mean Allah. saudi is not a place where you should take um how do i say it we shouldn't be looking at saudi as role models because they're anything but i mean they've proven that a lot of times so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, i was not even looking at it as a role model the fact that they're comfortable like to do actually make it legal like i'm just like come on it's the we money yeah. have i think dunya is just you know they don't care about anything if it's money if money is involved that's all they care about now it's not even only that that royal family is problematic so problematic they are a lot like literally i mean look at them if we if everyone in the muslim um community let me say is looking up to saudi but they keep on disappointing us what's happening in palestine what is saudi doing about it mm-hmm. i mean instead they are there shaking hands with israel not helping what's happening in yemen what's happening with the uh, muslims in um, china they don't do anything they don't they literally do not care that royal family is just there for vibes like yeah. <laughs> they don't care but before let's not zone out of this topic <laughs> uh, so yama what do you have to say about the ob- uh the obligations of fasting you guys basically basically said everything since it's like the holy month we used to think it's just food 
and you know vibes and stuff but now that we are getting older and reading more into what ramadan really means i think um it's getting close to god also um i think one thing we forgot to mention it's also obligatory yeah. on as every muslim. muslim but there are also things um that we should check out i mean if we have our periods right we don't mm-hmm. even pray mm-hmm. and um also that would be a lot for you to be having your period and then having to fast on top of it so um it's been made easier for for us and also if someone's very sick like severely sick or also it doesn't have to be severe if you if you see that you can't fast because of that sickness and a traveler right yeah someone who's traveling for a certain distance they should also not fast did i miss something and kids mm-hmm. little kids and yeah, kids, kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and all the older adults. Adults. Okay, like, also and pregnant women. And pregnant, pregnant women. women. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, um, if you miss miss those days, you have to fast them back before Ramadan. Yin. Did you guys know? Lumalen wahone, I will do it. Dina or this year, bala Ramadan, just a few days. I still have to call my two days. Maimuna, what is wrong with you? I'm panicking. I'm if on you, my period right you're now. You're going to waste some day. Prepare your 40 days. Prepare your 40 days. Now, you're going to be... Are you going to be able to fast This girl is crazy. Are you going to... My. Guys, I don't even know. You guys don't understand. Because my sisters, for example, they fast directly after. Because it's still in their system. Yeah. But so I'll be like, no, I'm waiting for winter. And then winter comes, I'll be like, I'll do it next week. I'll do it next week. Until Ramadan, I always do this every year. I right. fast a few days before Ramadan fast. I, I Literally, it's it's giving you, me a you headache. Need, right you need now. a butt whooping. They know what I do. Because how dare you? There are so many sisters hey. out there who didn't believe hey. in Senbori. You guys need to get up and fast. Because you have no, literally like two days. You, you even made it worse. You're, you're on your period. How are you going to fast? I'm on my period. This is serious now. Yeah, this is serious. Like I'm not going to take I'm not gonna take sides on this one. No, yeah. girl, you can't take we sides. You can't take sides. We have to get Literally. Because I know you just didn't. No, no, and then my sisters were like fasting two weeks ago. But also, I must be honest, I wanted to fast with them, but here's the thing my period is very irregular so i had it those two weeks and then it stopped and then four days later i had them again okay you're done or, i mean that's you're done you have no excuse you literally have 365 days yeah i know i know i don't i know i let i know anyone who does this anyone who does this please find people who will literally force you to do it because Mm -hmm. this is this is serious now this is serious the best there's thing. no way that i will make this that's there's no way that i will make this no the easiest way you know how i do it you know thursdays and um, mondays and thursdays if you fast just act like you're doing that and then like have the near that you're fasting paying your fast but do it mondays and thursdays if that makes it easy any easier that's how i do it you better do your research make sure allah forgive you because i'm not even smiling i'm actually pissed off hey Guys, you, you you remember I was telling you this. I was like, I will make it this year. Look at me now. It's it's actually Rusulosa. Sad. Rusulosa. Yo, I'm very rose. What do you mean, Rusulo? I'm very rose. 
you better be rus yo dinala julit tahajud nyana la yala balla way yo no because this girl you did you take it with yeah, you Guys, okay. this is not normal anymore. It's not even about me being afraid to fast because that doesn't even make sense. I have winter where I can fast from procrastination. Six to four. Yeah, that's the problem. I procrastinate too often when it comes to fasting back. And then next week okay. we can talk more about it. Like, okay, how can to I say help something? Yeah. Okay, as much as I'm mad at you, I'm actually really proud that you opening this platform to show that people don't judge here we actually tell you that you're doing wrong and then mm-hmm. encourage you to fix it so i i'm pretty sure there are like many sisters sitting down knowing that they did not they are going through the same thing that you did okay, but they are scared be, to even tell it to people they will lie honest mm-hmm. i think i did fast two ramadans without paying my other ramadan ha! Me at my yeah. big age, me at my big age, my little sisters I need are paying that mind. directly after Ramadan. And That's I'm good. just sitting there and being like, you know what, I'll do it, I'll do it. I, I need you to mute your mic until like, your mom can lose her. Mute your mic, <laughs> just lock off this podcast because la ilaha illallah. Forgive me. Ha! If, if, if you do the same thing, DM us and make this girl feel better. <laughs> because I just know. Wow. But yeah, so on a serious note, going back to Ramadan and the whole thing, despite you guys begging for forgiveness, for Allah <laughs> to forgive you, what wow. are your like major goals for this Ramadan? Because I have big ones like I never had before. Ooh, so, tell us, tell number. us. Go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, go yeah. first. Okay. Answering the question with a question. <laughs> but my major goal, this is scary because I like scary goals because that's when you feel like you need to actually do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it on this podcast so everyone can hold me accountable if it's not done. First of all, quit wearing jeans and tight clothes. Ooh, that's a big one. That's a huge yes, one. I'm not stopping one. it for Ramadan or anything. I'm stopping it forever. A bias, jilbabs, and everything like that's the life I want to live. And may Allah make it easier for you because that's Allahumma Allahumma mean. Number two, delete all uh you know my social media, clean it. Because that's a big one. Sometimes you feel like cleaning it, and sometimes Mm -hmm. you just feel like ah, let me just leave this one, you know. But I want I really wanna clean all the you know, because when I when I start that, I want to like make sure there's nothing out there that will actually show my body. You get it? The opposite uh-huh. gender. Delete that. Exactly. That's not my goal for this year, but <laughs> I'll consider it. 
<laughs> you say this guy said photo. I would consider that. Wait a minute. We're looking for husbands first. I will consider that. Don't worry. I will consider that. That's my second okay. goal. My third goal is mm-hmm. to memorize Surah Al-Baqarah from verse 1 to 150. Okay, you. Big goals. Those are actually big okay. goals. Sip to that. Yeah. And I think I have a fourth one. The fourth one. Yeah. The fourth one is to quit mu- music. I, I'm actually, that part is not even difficult um, because I can um, go months without listening to music. So yeah. quitting it, meaning that I would even hear someone talk about, oh, this artist, ha- you know, has a new song. And I'm like, oh, let me just go see what they have. Because I do that. It's not like I, r- once I do that, one thing I know is if I hear like someone saying, oh, there's a new song, this artist, or I hear everyone singing the song, like, let me see how this you song actually sounds it. like. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'll just go on YouTube and type the song and then listen to it once. And that I know I do, although I don't listen to it again, but I know I'll be curious. So quitting, what I mean by quitting is like quitting totally, not even being curious to know what the artist has out. I think I sent you the TikTok with the Senegalese boy who was like, who did a TikTok about how he quit music like uh, two years ago. And he, um, I don't know if you saw it. No, I didn't see it. I was like, wow, that's so nice to be able to make that commitment and then go through with it. Because mm. I um, I see in Ramadan, I feel like everything is easy in Ramadan if you set a goal. But mm. then to um, on to hold on to that goal after is a mm. bit hard because I feel like we know that now we don't really have to try that hard. I mean, we still have to try, but I feel like we um, in Ramadan we just we set this goal to be um, better people, but mm. just for that month. Even though we say like we want it to be for the other months too, but the other months we don't take them as seriously as we do Ramadan. So Kadi, I really hope um inshallah you will make it if you set it as your goal. Yeah, I hope I will make it easier. Yeah, Yama, what are your goals? Uh my goals are like really well not no goal is small, but I have ninety nine memorized ninety-nine names of Allah. Well not inshallah. all yeah, not all of it, but half of it. And then um, make more duas because I feel like in my when I'm doing duas, I rush them. Or like learn how to make duas, I could say. And um, memorize, start the Quran over. Like I know how to read read them, but I don't know the meaning. So mm-hmm. I think start over and read them with meaning so I can know what they're actually saying. Did I tell you I started learning Arabic and just stopped? My mom is still so mad at me. I will start back again after Ramadan. How much more are you going to slap us with? How much more messiness are you going to slap us with? With a banger. That one too. May I need I need to have a therapy session with you because at this point you really do. At this this point, okay. Come no way, man. I need a cigarette, man. I need five cigarettes, man. Listen, (laughs) we don't do that. (laughs) But um, guys, it's because I started working like two jobs at that time. And uh, my my teacher is in Egypt, so our times differ a bit. And she can only do, like, from 8 o'clock, uh, 
lessons and then um, I was just so tired always so I told her like can we push it and um, she was really nice she was like yeah but that was a few months ago so now after Ramadan I wrote her again um, like two weeks ago and then we decided on after Ramadan inshallah then I will start again but um, so what are your Ramadan goals? My Ramadan goals, um, I have this goal every year and so far I've been better every like the past two years. Mm-hmm. It's um, to try and read the whole Quran because um, I can read, Alhamdulillah, I can read on my own very, um, how do you call it, very good, very well, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't memorize, I haven't gotten everything memorized but I can read on my own so um, last year I almost did it year before last I think I made it to half of the Quran but Mm -hmm. then last year I had a tip that if I read three pages after every prayer then I will make it and um, that's true if you divide it three prayers after every um, after every prayer three three pages after every prayer you do you will make it at the end of ramadan but it's also you have to give yourself the time to do it and sometimes i would just pray and how i would have to go out or something like that and then i didn't read it so i didn't make it last year too but this year inshallah i really want to make it and um also something i want to stop completely stop literally completely and also don't compromise on it it's like when even if it's just for a bit like talk about something that's not about me or something that will um, be beneficial for me mm-hmm. so like if it's about someone else or um let's say something foolish or something like that i don't i'm not saying that i don't want to joke around anymore anything like that but I want to tone that down a bit, having conversations that are just useless and mm-hmm. also um, maybe taking um, my good deeds from me. Mm-hmm. So that's also a goal and um, to pray on time, definitely. Um, every time, every single prayer, try to pray it on time because um, my job, where, um, where I'm at right now, the other girls also, um, a hijabi, the one who manages everything there. She's Muslim, so she's been making a prayer room for us the past few weeks. Yeah, and um, inshallah, it will be done before Ramadan starts. I mean, it's in a few days, but next week, inshallah, we'll be able to pray um, at work. So that will be nice to just pray on time there too. Yeah, I think those are pretty much my goals. Also, the music thingy. I, the music thing is not really a goal because I always make it with uh, on, in Ramadan without any music. How about after Ramadan? So, yeah, that's the goal this year, to just avoid it as much as I can. Inshallah. Inshallah. Guys, I, I'm so happy and I hope you guys can be happy for me. Finally, um, <laughs> you know, I live in a, like a, a city where there's no Muslim, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... But you know, um, last year, what like when I just moved here, I tried to go look for a masjid, and this masjid was like an abandoned masjid. I remember that. So what was it? Was and tell us. 
it was like an abandoned masjid. They had spiderwebs, oh. like no one was there. It was like it was lonely. <laughs> Nobody was there. If she was exactly. there, oh, that's so sad. It is. That's and really last sad. year, Bilal, last year, the whole last year, I have not. I didn't go to a masjid or anything because I couldn't. And it was like two hours away, and I work, and like there was so much going on. But this uh-huh. time they're opening it for Ramadan. Like I'm about to cry. Oh, mashallah. Thank you. So I'm so happy about that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. We're happy for you, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. That's so nice to hear. Okay. So can we move on to the next segment? Yeah. The next segment is our guest. This is Maimuna's segment where we um interview our guest. I'm not going to say interview necessarily, but we're going to get to know her so we can, you know, share ideas and talk more about Ramadan. And this guest is very special because we all look up to her, especially mm-hmm. us young hijabis. And she's an inspiration to us. She's a fashion blogger on Instagram, always looking cute, mashallah. And she's um, always, yeah, mm-hmm. she's an engineering student. Um, she's based in New York. Welcome, Madam Hadija Sitse. Give a commotion for the beautiful lady. Drum roll, drum roll. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. I don't know if we already told you, but you're our very first guest. This is so nice to finally have a guest on this podcast and then it's you. So um, we're really happy about that. So how is your day going? How are you? I'm okay. Um, just got home not long ago. So yeah, I'm sorry for holding you guys. I just got home. It's been a rough couple of days. The student life and the right? mom life. Right. <laughs> yep. Trying to fit all of all in the same life. Ooh. This right? life go chop also. Well, Alhamdulillah. So may you can go ahead. So you've been living in the States, right? For how long now? Yes, um, oh. I live in Maryland. I moved here six years ago. Yes, six years ago. Your America. I always tell Yama and Kadi, right? Every every um chance I have, but seriously, guys, you enjoy living in America? Bestie, <laughs> yeah, I... let's not start today. <laughs> I'm just saying, this country okay. is. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> but how for do? You can imagine. Oh, you've been re- you've recently been in Gambia, right? I think I saw a reel. I I consider myself that. I always say I live in two places because mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband is in Gambia, so I go back and forth a lot. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, that's understandable. Yeah. How is it always when you're in Gambia? Because I mean, Gambia and America is a huge difference. The environment, the people, and everything. So, I I grew up in Gambia. So being Gam- in Gambia is just like basically just being home, back home for me. I I love it. I'm always excited to go back. Um, the only sometimes it's like when I'm there and the semester has already started, or I'm interning remotely, then it becomes a struggle because then mm-hmm. the internet is just terrible oh. down yeah. there. It's unnecessarily expensive, and mm-hmm. like I don't even. If, if you're gonna be expensive, at least be good. Okay. But you don't get anything for so much money, mm-hmm. literally. It gets no. frustrating, but I I love being back home. 
since you moved to America, have you ever been to Gambia for Ramadan? No, actually, I have not been able to because every time Ramadan is literally in during the semester for some reason. Mm. But yeah, like this time, I graduated literally a few days after Eid. Oh so. my God. Congratulations! Finally, <laughs> thank you. I'm excited. I was going to go ahead and go for my PhD, but I think I'm gonna take a gap year. Reso, You deserve yes, it. Yes, I'm tired. Oh my god! When I was in Gambia, I I told my professor my grandma died. God forbid, <laughs> but <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, I'm not gonna kill myself and not enjoy Gambia just because. So take your time. It's not even. Yeah, I know. It, like being in Gambia and school, school, it can get tough. I was there when, during the pandemic when um when everything went online. So I was like, okay, let me just chill mm-hmm. down here for a sec. So I was there for like, over six months, and then I was pregnant while in Gambia. So it oh god, it got crazy. Yeah. But um, my professors were quite understanding, so that was also helpful. But then it was also nice because. I mean, yeah, you said stressful, but wasn't it also like a bit refreshing to just be in Gambia and you could go out and just smell grass, see the sunlight, and we were just inside feeling depressed and lonely. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I, me and my cousin have this joke, like when we're back from Gambia, we're like, ah, back to depression. We're like, as soon as you get to the airport and then the wind blows and it's like, ah, depressive <laughs> air. But... <laughs> But yeah, That's it's so relatable. I would I would definitely not trade being in Gambia because um I'm gonna be working virtually over the summer, so I'm like okay I'm just gonna go travel I'm gonna go to UK and then I'm gonna be in Gambia until I don't know. Inshallah. <laughs> uh, after um, uh, or something, inshallah. But yes, unless if something changes. I don't know unless if my job all of a sudden decides, oh, we're gonna need you to come in, which hopefully they don't. <laughs> I have always said I would rather have a remote job so I can live in Gambia. The only thing yeah. that's scary about that is the internet. I use Africa when I'm in Gambia, mm-hmm. and I get their um their unlimited things on the phone. Well, it's not unlimited anymore. Right. So I get I think the one I get is about twenty two hundred. Dallas, I think, and it's like 70 um, gigabytes for, I think, 2 MBS. That one is actually really good. It's It's mm-hmm. been working for me. So every time I go to Gambia, that's all I get. And I can okay. um, connect my laptop to it through hotspot. And I usually even connect the TV at the house to it. Because wow. the internet in the house is just trashy. So I usually um, connect the TV at the house to my phone and that worked it's also nice in gambia that you don't always have to be on your phone like also can we talk about how it's a taboo in gambia to sit down on your own for 30 minutes because <laughs> people will not let you breathe you i okay? know something wrong with you no I just... right are you okay is everything okay <laughs> I'm just like, no, I literally want to be here. And I, I had a corner in my grandma's um, room where I would just lay on the ground mm-hmm. and no one would see me. And sometimes they would come in and be like, oh, Mungi Nello. I'm just like, actually, I, I'm just running away from you people. <laughs> that happens to me too. I'm, I guess I'm used to that. Because yeah. even in Gambia, I grew up in Fajara. 
it's just like very quiet. We don't mm-hmm. really go out. So I, I used, used to be either in my room or just, just sitting upstairs. So that's the same thing I do at my husband's house. And then mm-hmm. sometimes they'd be like, are you okay? <laughs> so it's like but over the years i've gotten better huh. when i'm in gambia sometimes i just go downstairs and just sit um in the how do you call it the eta as everybody else mm-hmm. but i'm trying <laughs> no the thing is i feel like we just inside the house here and we don't really do a lot and we get used exactly. to it and then yeah. when we get there to adopt and do what doing what people are doing it's hard they're not used to that either so you were doing something wrong so they get worried i guess so right yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm not we have a guest i'm out <laughs> we have a guest <laughs> i will i will choose right. i will behave girl i don't know if you um Maybe you might have a knowledge on this, even if you don't, but we want to hear your point. So, our good sis, Maimuna. I knew you were going to do this. No, but we have to hear our big sister's view okay. on this. Khadija, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't sugarcoat anything. If you want to get on her, get on her. If you want to advise her, advise her. So, <laughs> she she did not um, pay her two days from last year, and now she's on her period. Listen, I, I have Memuna, to give a big Memuna, meet story here. Meet yourself. <laughs> meet yourself, bestie. We can hear Kadi, what Khadija got to say. It's okay. Yeah. Take it in. You know, <laughs> you know I, I, I have found like over the years, the entire month of Ramadan, last Ramadan. So mm-hmm. it's been hard, like repaying all of that. But um, I feel like this two days, there's something you can easily knock out. Yeah. Um, I remember um, this is a habit I got from because um, I grew up in my grandmother's house in Sajara. And literally right after Ramadan, everybody is repaying their debts. Like literally. So, sometimes I think it's like we start like two days after Eid or so. And then before you, because at that time you're still like, how do I say this word? You're still, let's just go with Ramadan mood. You might still be in like a little bit of Ramadan mood. It's easier to like repay your debt back then then waiting for it just waiting and waiting and waiting next thing you know ramadan creeps up on you and it's already another ramadan i was telling them my sisters do it like that so they fast directly after i'm the only one who's always like i'll do it in winter and i push it again i i know what you're saying <laughs> it happened to me too when i moved here i was like oh i'm just gonna wait until winter and repay and then when winter came i was getting lazy and i got lazy and i didn't pay it again until like in the month of shaban which is not bad because aisha radiallahu and her apparently used to leave her debts until shaban but when you do that that's something like you have to have to, at the back of your mind that okay i'm definitely gonna repay this definitely yeah yeah but one thing also i think could help you like keep up keep up with your debt and pay it it's just thinking about how like i don't like talking about that <laughs> but just like how it can just come at you at any time and you don't want mm-hmm. to go meet it's allah true. while leaving out this pillar of islam she's <laughs> scared of death so she can use that she's not scared of that so Kadi, you're telling me you will be all right with death coming like this just like that 
I'll be happy to meet Allah. Alhamdulillah. Probably after Ramadan, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You have to. Um, I can ask my husband about that because I ask him we have these type of questions. <laughs> yeah. I can ask him about that, inshallah, and then I'll let you guys know. Yeah, and okay, we put inshallah. it on Instagram for the other sisters who are going through the same thing. Yeah. They're scared inshallah. to tell people or they're shy or they feel like they're just alone in it. Let's just tell you, you have someone like Raymond mm. who's going through the same thing. We will share the response, inshallah, okay. so it can help everyone out. I have a different question, though. What if, like, you, you didn't fast, like, a long time ago? Do you have, still have to pay back? <laughs> 12 years ago? This girl was trauma. This is not funny, because now I'm thinking about it. The two Ramadans, I didn't <laughs> Stop with that. A whole month? No, it's not a whole month. It's like, you know, like, your five days, and you, like, you're on your period, and you didn't fast. And then the next Ramadan came. Well, I was young. Same thing. <laughs> I was like... 17, 16. Ah, 17. <laughs> I thought you were about to say 11. <laughs> oh, so nice. yeah, I thought so too. She's ah, like 17. You guys are just, you you guys are just embarrassing me like, yeah. I'm even embarrassed. <laughs> no, 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 forgive us. Forgive us, Khadija. Yeah. This is not what I was expecting. This is not us. But, um, this is you guys, so maybe it's not me. <laughs> no, I was, I was like 17, 16. And, um. Yeah. I didn't fast the two the two ones I missed, but I I kept fasting, and now I pay for them. So do I have to go back and do those again? If that make question makes sense, she can ask her husband. <laughs> yeah, and get back to us. Yeah, that's definitely something I'll have to ask. I'll just jump into Ramadan questions now. So we already talked about it, but what does Ramadan mean to you, um, Khadija? Ramadan means to me. I think what it means to. Uh, if not every Muslim, well, it just may be every Muslim out there. It's, it's the month for a chance to get closer to Allah, a chance to increase our Iman um, to the best. And not just for that month, but also try to keep steadfast um, after Ramadan and keep the same uh, momentum momentum going. Um, mm-hmm. That's Ramadan. Ramadan means, means togetherness for me. I don't know. I just I love the vibe of how everybody just comes together. How everybody is getting home for iftar and eating together. I remember my first Ramadan here. I literally cried because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. at my grandma's house, it's like um, my cousins are there. Everybody's there basically. And then my first Ramadan here, it was just me and my stepdad and um, my cousin. Mm-hmm. And I remember. I was just sitting there, everybody had gone to work and at Gambia, right after they broke their fast, uh, right after Iftar, my aunt called me and I, I was crying because like mm-hmm. I missed that. I missed um, being able to be together with everyone. So um, over the years, I have tried to like change that and like make bring that culture, trying to like get my mom to be home by Iftar, reuniting family and um it really is about being together, right? But also um, reflecting in topics about Islam that um, are close to us. Or if we have questions, someone who's there with more knowledge can elaborate on those. And then it becomes a really nice dinner topic, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, that's that's really nice that you've also found a way to adjust to it also in America. Um, to still have that togetherness that you're talking about. I think we all cried on our first Ramadan. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> because like yeah. that 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 happened um my first ramadan it didn't even feel like ramadan because no like people were just sitting down ate and then pray together and that's it but i remember in gambia <laughs> that's something i really really missed um in ramadan in gambia for yeah um hopefully i can spend ramadan in the last ramadan i want not last ramadan mm. In 2020, when the virus was going on, when my classes went um, virtual, I was like, okay, maybe I should go spend Ramadan in Zambia. But then there were no flights, so yeah. <laughs> oh, well, to be to be fair, it was I was different because I was there last year during Ramadan, well, two days, but it didn't feel the same. Maybe we were young, but it didn't feel the same as it used to be. So really, yeah. Well, to me, I don't know if it will feel different to you guys. Inshallah, I hope it feels different because babe, not, keep that energy to yourself. Right? Like, why are you ruining the vibe? No, Let's feel better. But also, maybe it might be um, the location that you're in because, Kadi, you remember us, it's Lata Kunda, right? That's like on the way yep. to Serkula and it's full with people yeah. exactly Latakunda Jaman please that 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 neighborhood yeah but anywho um I feel like there are a lot of people on the streets the shops and everything it's very lively so maybe it's also yeah location based yeah, yeah I think it, it I think that's definitely true I think it definitely does depend um have you I'm talking to our special guest not those other two girls <laughs> have you <laughs> tried actually um making like your environment in america like more ramadan like just like maybe decorating your house and then having the whole tradition praying together making sure like the ramadan tradition is still intact have you ever tried that yes the ramadan that the virus was going on Everybody was just so depressed and trying to cheer everyone up. And my mom is a nurse, so she was working a lot. Um, so I did get some Ramadan decorations around the house. I, I was because I was home anyway; I had nothing to do. So I was make I was cooking um, iftar every single day. <laughs> I was cooking yeah. iftar every single day, and um, the masjids were closed, so we we were praying at home together. My stepbrother also came, my stepdad's son also came over. He was also here. And my cousin was here too. Like I said, everybody was home. They're nurses, but um, they're all nurses. I really do. But um, on days that they were home, my mom, um, she she is a managerial position. So she gets to work only like up to like get up at 5 a.m. Even though she, she, she barely leaves the office at that time. But or during Ramadan, she makes it a point to be home before iftar. So, in um, we pray together. We pray Isha together and Tarawih together. I remember we also used to pray Tahajjud together as well. Um, we would recite Quran. Um, and I remember the masjid would have like they would have online events, and we would all just like attend as a family virtually <laughs> so that's yeah that, that's, that's, that's nice that were nice so me um another shameless no i need to know that people <laughs> relate and i need, this tips. Guys, I need tips 
But um, the part, Joe, like you were talking about it. So um, again, my sisters, they're always showing me that I'm the weak one. But they make it. It's so light. Uh, it's so easy for them, like, um, to do the whole tahajjud prayer without falling asleep. So me, I'm a person who falls asleep easily. Like, I I have a time, like, uh, like let's say 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. I just fall asleep. Like, I don't even plan it. I just fall asleep. So tahajjud is especially hard for me, and I barely make it. I I usually make the first raka. And that was it. I'm on the floor. I'm sleeping. So, like, so are there any tips? I'm not sure where I saw this or read this, but it was, I feel like I heard it somewhere, but it's, it's something I've been using over the years. So, truth is, um, Quran, I feel like when you know the meaning of the word, that's mm-hmm. when you're really enjoying it, you're really into it. That's when you're like you know how like you you're watching like sometimes videos of like people praying in Masjid and Nawi or mm-hmm. in Makkah or somewhere, and mm-hmm. then there the, you see people crying their hearts out. It's because they know the word that uh, in the Quran mm-hmm. and what Allah is saying, the message that is being said. But if you don't know, you easily get. I'm sorry, I don't want to say bored, but. It's, it's just human nature like yeah you, know, mm-hmm. you you just hear that yeah you might like the you might like the melody but you don't know what is being said so to some extent like you can easily get distracted and stuff so i found it to um recite when 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 the imam gets the wasura i don't know like bakara mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know the meaning i i know my favorite verse in the quran is in bakara and that's that's about the only one i know how to recite but um mm-hmm. When when they're doing reading something like that, then I am reciting something else that I know in my in like in my head, mm-hmm. and like reflecting over the meaning of that, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I I feel like that 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 has, I have found to be a really good trick to help me. Like I said, I'm not sure where I heard this before. I feel like I heard it somewhere. I feel like I heard um a scholar or somebody. Yeah, it, it's it's a trick I've been using over over the years, and it's been really really helpful. When um, like when you're reciting a surah like a surah ar-Rahman, like you're enjoying that because you know what mm-hmm. it's saying, you know mm-hmm. you know the meaning. Or when they're reciting surah an-Naba, you again you know the meaning. So just recite a surah that you know the meaning of, even if it's gonna be over and over again, and just reflect okay. over that. That's something that would still keep your mind on Allah and the Salah. Inshallah, oh, I will make it this year. Inshallah, um, you will. You can inshallah. do it. Inshallah. Go say <laughs> bestie. You got, you got this. Don't call me bestie. Don't call her bestie. Why are you calling oh. her bestie? <laughs> this, will, Khadija, this will be with me every second day. Because <laughs> so. Kadi never chooses peace. She's always about violence. Like, <laughs> give it a rest. Well, she's calling you bestie. She's choosing peace right now. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't want. Yeah. Mama Take it back. You okay, let me at least suffering. These people, man, I'm all used to this crime, crime upon <laughs> crime. Let me, but let me give you an advice, and you can take this one. So, I feel like targets are, are things that you cannot force to or pretend because you cannot you cannot pretend for so long when it comes to those type of things, especially when it comes to your connection with Allah. So, I would say, like Hadi just said, know the meaning of what you are reciting first of all because that's how you get to remember allah based on what he said but 
I didn't find, like I said in the last episode about the Tahadu thing, how I would never even want to do it. And I learned how beneficial it is and I started to fall in love with it, did more research in it. That's when you actually can stay up for hours without even realizing that those hours are passing by. So if you have no knowledge of it and you don't even know why you're doing it, I feel like you're just going to get tired easily. You're going to get bored out of it. So basically fall in love with it and fall in love with why you're doing it and find the, how beneficial it is so you can actually be sour to do it. Yeah, that's, thanks that's for very true. But um, the thing is though, normal tahajud is not a problem for me. Like If I do it on my own, like um i i do do it like when i want to do um night do, nightly duas or something like that i always do tahajjud first um but i mean the ramadan tahajjud like that that's the that's the hard one for me because i literally never make it um i can't remember i mean maybe i might have made it some time but then i was half asleep and half awake while um praying yeah but what Hadija said yeah and what you also said just know the meaning i think that would help a lot so that's what i will do this year inshallah, inshallah. and inshallah like i said may allah make it easier okay so um how do you prepare for it like um the whole ramadan um and also do you always have the same goals every year or does it differ from time to time so usually Preparing for Ramadan is basically getting my mind there, getting preparing for it. Like I start listening to Dawas. Um, I love Mufti Mekka, Omar Suleiman. I start listening to them. I'm not so much of a like planning person. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a go with the flow type of person. Three Ramadans ago, I watched um, Mufti Mekka series on I think the Prophet. And then the one after that, oh, yeah, it good. was on like life of the Prophet Sallallahu or maybe the other way around. But um, I like stuff like that. I would I would prepare myself for stuff like that. Like I would look them up and then like start make plans to watch them. Not really plan, plan, but kind of plan. Um, I uh, one thing I like to do ahead is like, plan meals ahead. So I would like plan what I'm gonna cook ahead. Uh, okay, like this is what I'm going to do for the first day of Ramadan. But, uh, in terms of setting goals, um, I do most of most Ramadan. So my goal is usually just to like do as much ibadah as I can increase mm-hmm. my um, my uh, knowledge. I remember the um, one of my best Ramadans. I had the goal of um, learning Surah Al-Qaf before Ramadan ends. And I, I did. I did learn Surah Al-Qaf by myself mashallah. mashallah it was a challenge thank you <laughs> it was a challenge but i did um alhamdulillah and then i remember another ramadan i had set a challenge for me for um for me to pray all all the sunnah prayers for each um ta- salah time like um four for zuhur um two for asr um two for maghrib and all that so I, I did that and it was I, I really, really liked that. I did it for all of Ramadan, so it was a success. And I even did it for some time after Ramadan Inshallah. before I got lazy and Shaitan got the best of me. <laughs> but but that was really, really nice. And actually speaking of it, maybe I should like try to make yep. that goal again. And I'm, I wanna do that. 
yeah we spot what's right up? now yes. what's up we let's go for it yes i mean like when you sometimes like i feel i feel guilty when i don't do it because it's like mm-hmm. we're so much in a rush for this life mm-hmm. and then we yeah. forget mm-hmm. that like you just it's just a few minutes out of your day just to pray and i don't know feeling guilty and thinking about it is already something good Mm-hmm. like the fact that you want to do it and you know in your heart that you want to do it so inshallah you will you will make it inshallah. And, um, I mean, I mean. it's true though sometimes don't you guys feel guilty to like if you have to go out in a rush and then you just pray and say maybe um Allahumma anta salam, salam, salam without you know, even without even life. doing the subhanallah or any dua it's it's mm-hmm. so bad but we do it so many times, so it's just kind of becomes a bit normal that you just r- pray and then run out and just because you don't want to miss the bus or you don't want to be five minutes later to where you're going to. But you know what helps? Like now that I think about it, like when I do that, I'm like whatever I'm rushing to, God is in control of that. So why mm. not like give time to him first and then maybe he will make it easier. Maybe if it's the bus or like you getting late. He'll probably mm-hmm. make that meeting slow, that bus slow down somewhere for you mm-hmm. to like, you know, go in the bus or anything it is. He's in control of that. So you sitting there and actually doing the extra work. Well, it's not extra work. You're supposed to do it. That's how I look at it now. That's actually a great way. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So before, like, I, I'm known for being late at work. <laughs> so... Um, before when I whenever I'm late at work, I just leave and then come back and then pretend as if oh I missed this prayer while I was work. But I know that that prayer I was in the house, but I had to go to work. So mm-hmm. prioritizing my work before Allah was like a big struggle of mine. But I came in conclusion to always pray, no matter even how late I am. But sometimes dangagisne, you actually late. You almost late to work. But when I pray. I am not late. That's what that's what I um saw. That's then I'm like, nice. is that it's like I felt like you know I had my own little spiritual moment where I was like maybe Allah's trying to show me something. Then from that on, although sometimes I pray and then I'm late or whatever it is, but I've come to a conclusion that okay, no matter what happens, I'm always gonna pray. But then, whenever I miss that prayer, on the back of my head, I'm just like, what if I die? Yeah. Like I'm gonna go drive. So if I don't pray and I get hop on that car and drive, I'm gonna die. That's what I put in my head. <laughs> really? So there's no way I'm escaping death. Mm-hmm. If I don't pray and I hop in my car, I'm dying. So mm-hmm. that's the fear of that always pushes me not to leave my house without praying. Right. But yeah. also I feel like you guys, I don't know if you have prayer rooms at work because of until now alhamdulillah i've been very fortunate to always have it everywhere i work um that helps a lot too or maybe a masjid my dad the place that he works at um he has a masjid there um it's not far away from him so he's always able to take a break and then go to masjid and he's he's he always makes the friday um prayers too like on friday he's always able to go to the masjid and um i don't know i hear a, a lot of the times people tell me friends of mine too like we can't pray we're not allowed to pray and subhanallah some of their employees employees are muslim 
and they don't allow them to go out and pray, but they do allow other people to take a five minute break to smoke. Mm-hmm. So um, that's also really sad. Hadija, how is it for you? Do you have like a prayer room or somewhere not far away from uni or work where you can pray? Um, work, I work remotely. Um, uni, we have um, we have prayer rooms all around campus. Um, I was actually president of the Howard University Muslim Students Association when <laughs> last year, last academic year, I was I was um, MSA president, and um, those are stuff that we make clear because those those rooms were actually made available before I was even um, MSA president because Howard has a long line of history of. Um, fighting for equal opportunity and all that like we all know there it's an hbcu so yep, yep. yeah that's something they definitely stand for um so we there are there are prayer rooms our assistant dean actually she's uh-huh. a muslim woman dr nisa muhammad amazing um she literally opens her office up for people like if you want to come pray she has wow. a lot of um she's also the um the msa coordinator and advisor so she always has like prayer rocks in her office and she has one right outside her office for in case she's not inside like you can just wow. like, just yeah and just That's pray nice. anywhere and um there's another thing i love about being at howard because you can do a lot of these things without the fear of being judged or, like, feel weird <laughs> <laughs> no i i love howard i oh i definitely love it i love the people there but um so there, there are definitely um, prayer rooms at everywhere, and that's one of the things we always make sure we like let the we have a group for all um, MSA students, past or present, they're in there, wow. um, and we always like make an announcement for in case for the new students that's in there, let them know oh like this these are where the prayer rooms are, this and this and this and where the prayer rooms are. But to be honest, it's Howard University. I'm telling you, as long as you have a prayer rug. You can pretty much just pray anywhere. That's so nice. Yeah, honestly, even if like it's time for prayer during the lecture, you can go. And that's a habit I've always had. Um, it's just now. Usually, like, I just wait until I'm done with class and go pray. But um, I remember before, like at that time, my iman was on another level. To be Mm -hmm. honest, then like literally, I would be in the middle of class and like I would tell my professor if. If I have a professor whose class is gonna run through um, time, like I let them know, oh, this this is a time to pray, so I might have to step out for like five minutes and come back, and I would do that. But I guess it's because I'm at the stage of my course where like every single minute in the class matters. I don't even know mm-hmm. why, mm-hmm. to be honest. I don't know why I stopped doing that. But a lot of the times, mm-hmm. my classes don't actually. Thinking of it, um, I don't really have any classes that interfere. I just have senior design. Which um, I pray in the class. <laughs> okay. I do. I have. I I I use my scarf. Um, I have this um, winter scarf that I just put on the floor and just pray Good. on it. Wow. Yeah. And I it's, it's usually time just asr usually because that's mm-hmm. around the time for asr when we're having that. And the professor, I don't know if he's Muslim, but I know he's from Iran originally, so he doesn't mind. He never says anything. Um, he wouldn't say anything anyway. <laughs> I was but, about yeah. to say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when you said <laughs> professor, because I thought you were 
about the talk about the prophet. <laughs> really, man. But that's the point of this podcast, though. We reflect on the deeds, on the good deeds that we, we used to do, and then we, you know, remember them and like, yeah, I need to get on track. We reflect on the on the bad deeds and learn a lesson out of it. So I am glad that it's coming out naturally, mm-hmm. and you're actually yeah. reflecting on the deeds that you used to do. Talking about bad deeds, um, this is also a question. How do you make it easy for yourself? Like, as in Ramadan, we all want to get rid of our... The, let me say bad deeds it sounds so bad but like things that we do that are not really allowed or like for example listening to music um how do you get rid of them how do you make it easy for yourself to be like you know what that will this will be the easiest thing to get rid of so when it comes to music up to today i don't really listen to music like that to be honest Mashallah. i Good. used to be um i used to be obsessed with music <laughs> I used to be a huge Nicki Minaj fan. Oh my god! <laughs> but um, truth is, um, when I first started practicing um years ago, and this is like I said, this is a time my Elan were like right, right up there. Mm-hmm. So a, a way I got rid of listening to music. I literally used to go to bed listening to music, and my sister would scare me. She's like, "What if you die?" In your sleep and then you have music in your ears while you mm-hmm. die you would think that would scare me but it did not really <laughs> it kind of <laughs> did but like my love for music over overcame it and um but how i got to get away from being that addicted to music and listening to it all the time i replaced the music with nasheed honestly that's, yep. that's what i did i replaced music with nasheed and next thing you know it's nasheed that i'm listening to all the time and now i barely even even now that my e-man i i feel like my e-man is low um it's definitely not as high as it used to be but up to today i don't really listen to music like that like most of the songs i know uh, i'm kind of a quick learner when it comes to lyrics so i'll just hear songs around and then i know the songs and then i'll be singing along to the songs i don't even know who sang the songs <laughs> but yeah but so and music is not really an issue for me when it comes to ramadan um however watching movies and stuff like that that are not really um benefiting me during ramadan those are usually a struggle for me yeah. so like i said you know how earlier i was saying i would probably like catch onto a series like maybe like a movie make series that's like something they always have one of those going on mm-hmm. so i would usually replace that with that i know every ramadan usually i would like do quran recitations after i pray after that's if i'm not cooking but mm-hmm. if i'm cooking maybe like earlier maybe around zoom that's good but yeah oh, that's nice that's a really good thing a good way let's say um to yeah. get rid of the things especially if they don't come as easy the movie part is really hard. <laughs> it's really, if it's a series that you watch weekly and then um, in Ramadan, it's just like, okay, you have to leave it. Omar Suleiman also has this, I don't know if you guys watch it, like Tati for Tati. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. Um, so for everyone who doesn't, just um, type in Tati for Tati, Omar Suleiman. It's really good. He does it every day in Ramadan, like, he talks about a juice. A juice is a chapter um, in the Quran. Yeah, he usually gets a guest on there. They they reflect on the juice and talk mm-hmm. about it. I have a recommendation. Mm-hmm. 
for like something that's really good is almost Suleiman's um series. It it has a whole podcast, but the podcast is like not from him, so someone else you know copied mm-hmm. it. So that one it's is confusing. all over the place. Exactly, I would say I recommend go to YouTube. It's called the First. It's amazing. So it will take your time. You can listen to more than one episode a day, but you should actually get into that. It's really good. And with things like that, you can always take notes if you know like. You're gonna get bored if you don't watch movies. Just take notes and go over the mm-hmm. notes if you're done. He has also beautifully done mini series. Like last year is it was what was it about last year? Last year was no, not Angels. Angels was year before last. Mm-hmm. I have forgotten. Yeah, last year it was about the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, like Hello, how so. he was as a human being, his characteristics and stuff. And he does it so beautifully. His voice. I'm sorry, but it's so soothing um listening to omar Suleiman speak it's such an it's like the nicest thing ever but um anyone who wants to if you want to make it easier for yourself because of the music i feel like that's also a very good replacement because he has them he has been doing them for a few years now and you can just go through all the series he has um i think the most like from the last four years because that's when i started um listening to them he has a series about after someone dies, like how, what's the procedure, how to do it. It's so beautifully done. He has like a, a series about angels, the prophet, like I said, um, and many more. So you can definitely check those ones too um, out. They're really good. And then I also wanted to ask you, Hadija. Um, so we all know now you're a new mom and um, this will be your first Ramadan as a mom. So um, how are you um, preparing yourself to get ready for that? Um, I, I, I'm I, sorry if, if this is very vulgar, but um, he's still breastfeeding or is he already? He's breastfeeding. Yeah, okay. He's so, literally um... breastfeeding right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's hungry. <laughs> But yeah, um, so um, how do you plan to deal with that um, as a new mom, breastfeeding your child? And then Ramadan is also here, having to fast. Did you get any tips? Also, if you have them, you could also share them, but also tell us how you're preparing for it. So this is going to be my first Ramadan with him, inshallah. So I, it's going to be kind of like experimental. <laughs> Um, my goal is to make sure I eat suhoor every day because I need to get that breast milk before I go in. Mm-hmm. And, um, like you know, how I said I'm I'm usually not a planner, well, I feel like this Ramadan I might need to do a little bit of that. Um, especially also because um, my finals are going to be during this Ramadan, oh, no. and yeah, I literally have three weeks in the semester. Um, and also, like, I feel like as a parent, as a Muslim parent, usually your goal is to get your child excited about Ramadan. He's still mm-hmm. very, very little because I was thinking of doing um, Ramadan decorations around the house and all that. But Ramadan kind of crept up on me. So, <laughs> but also, um, I'm not so stressed about that because he's very, very little right now. He's, he's not going to remember probably not gonna remember any of that so maybe next year inshallah inshallah to get him um excited about ramadan and have decorations around the house um mm-hmm. have eat gifts and all that 
So I think that's just kind of like right now, like I said, I'm, mm. I'm on a experimental phase right now, trying to see what's going to work and what's not going to work for this Ramadan. So I can keep that in mind for next Ramadan, inshallah. So next year, so, I will have better tips. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we'll definitely be asking then. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it must be exciting. How's life as a new mom? Oh, Lord, it's hectic. It is hectic. Um, one thing I've learned is you need support system. If you have the right support system, that makes it a hundred times easier. Um, mm-hmm. But being a, a mom and being a student mom, working mom, it's it's hard. I'm 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 really glad I get to work from home. So that has reduced the stress level for me. Um, Lives in America like um, I don't know. We call it here what uh, way? If I mood uh, motherhood leave or something like that maternity um, leave maternity leave yeah maternity exactly does do you guys get paid if you're on that leave or how does it work your maternity leave in the u.s is just um six weeks yeah it's what hard. yeah six weeks? no way yeah. i wasn't working for a long time i didn't i didn't start working until um well not a long time until september <laughs> i started working back in september um that's when uh, one of my professors recorded me this um data science slash transportation engineering project with amazon so i work uh, remotely with that and it's not it's not like extremely hard or it's not like so much so much work unbearable so it, it's doable with that that i guess that's why i didn't mind so much but yeah maternity leave in the u.s is just six weeks it's horrible wow. horrible yeah yeah to make this a little bit fun i want to um give a dilemma i was planning not to it's really crazy but yeah let's get to the dilemma guys and we can okay. have this for like you know, <laughs> 10 15 minutes I ask this dilemma on Instagram every week and I have people uh, swipe oh, up and tell me oh, what they think oh. and everything. So I'll make sure to we talk about it and tell our points um, to the um, listeners. But I'll read the dilemma right now and you guys can tell me what you think before I read the response I got from Instagram. So this lady reached out to us and said that her best friend's fiance, they're about to get married, is cheating on her. And she knows that he's cheating on her, but she doesn't know if she's in the right place to tell her about it. She said that I don't want to be the one to ruin their relationship, but I cannot look at him the same anymore. They are happy together and they seem like they're going to have a good family together. Um, I feel like everybody knows what I think. Right. I'm snitching. I do not care. Especially my best friend. Right. Oh no. my God. The fact that she's saying she wants them to be happy. Well, how you want no, them to be happy? No, she said they are happy. No, but he's definitely not happy. He's not happy, happy, but he's not. Looking, right, looking for something outside. He's not happy. I'm sorry, he's is not. she okay? How are, are you? I, I that's your it. best friend. You know okay, okay, okay. Haran, one by one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel, like, I feel like... Especially in like Gambia or maybe it's in a Gambian culture, you have this culture of like, um, like staying out of people, people's marriage or something like that, which is true. Like stay out of people's marriage, but then at the same time, right? My best friend 
Oh, hell no. I, let's even forget my best friends. Close friends. I'm going to mm -hmm. tell them. Like, I always say this. Because I, I guess I have that type of relationship oh. with my friends that mm -hmm. they know when I'm coming to them with something like that, it's definitely not a lie. I'm not going to come and tell them based on hearsay. It has to be something I know for sure. Or mm -hmm. I'm 100%. And... Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person, I'm not just going to tell her about herself. I'm going to tell her in front of him. Mm. Like, I'm that type of person. Like, you, if you're going to deny it, then deny it in front of us. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bring the proof to you. And I'm going to tell, tell you exactly how I feel or what I think. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, when I tell you whatever you decide to do is your life at the end of the mm -hmm. day. Yeah. I, I am also the type of person to know when a friend has chosen a path or a loved one has chosen a path. I'm still gonna support them and I'm still gonna love them, but that one that would be after they know what I really, really think yeah. of that situation. Honestly, but I feel like that's your best friend. If she's really, mm -hmm. really your best friend, then you should not be scared of how she would react. You should you should tell her. But before you tell her, make sure it's something you're sure of. Like make sure you know for a fact mm -hmm. that he's cheating and just not on hearsay that mm -hmm. oh so and so said this or like make sure you know for a fact that he's really doing that and then um approach her and tell her that's your best friend especially if they're planning to get married he's definitely gonna keep it up after marriage. <laughs> definitely that guy is about to have two more two more women on top of her <laughs> four girl you know how can you you said um they they don't mind they won't like mind their business and people's marriage or whatever they will mm -hmm. do that i feel like they will put your their mouth in people's marriage but until it comes to that type of situations they want to keep quiet because they don't want to be a, like trying to destroy people's house and stuff but senegambians i feel like we really actually uh, always always in people's business especially when we are, yeah, right. we really are. And, yeah. until that it comes true. to that and yeah. then they were like digging you know, like you guys have to put it together and you know solve it and stuff but they're always running their mouth about someone's relationship they it's, are yeah. they are and it's very annoying to me when people say oh he's a guy okay like he's a guy he will do it either way no yeah like, no oh the thing is do you guys remember um that nonsense space that was on twitter when we just joined uh, me and Yama. So, no, seriously, this place, I was so mad. What happened? It was basically, um, shoot your shot. That's, that, that was what the, um, yeah, it was called shoot your shot. And then um, they started talking about cheating. And um, there was this girl. Oh, subhanAllah, may God help her. Because <laughs> we were talking about cheating. And then... Um, I don't I don't even remember. I think I said like I, I see it as a sign of weakness because everyone is always so fast to praise the woman that mm -hmm. stayed with the husband that um cheated yeah. on her and disrespected her. This girl came back and her answer to that was like, Yeah, con buy mama talks my and then she was like, Man, you should look at yourself. It's not his fault entirely because when he was marrying you, dang dan defaro and everything, and now all of a sudden gabay salaho. So mandama talks manigi say dumanangu benindigin munyo just magical smalaho. And this girl was so annoying. <laughs> she was... But she's not married. 
No. No, she's, she's not getting married. <laughs> she her Twitter that want to be like, you know, pick me. Yeah. Yeah, Tango, Tango teach her. Tango definitely teach her. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but, but before we run out of time, Memona, can you say your view on this one real quick? Yeah, I'm a kind of oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's a fake friend. She's fake, like. Um, she's asking for advice. Do you advice, like yeah, what? Yeah. What do I? Oh do? God, I'm I'm sorry, but no, I'm that shouldn't even out. be something that you should ask advice for because that's mm-hmm. your best friend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like best friends come to a certain stage where they you don't even see them as your best friend anymore. You see them as your sister, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't wish your for your sister to be with a man mm-hmm. that's um already cheating on them before they are already married so she should just tell her that that's not that shouldn't even be a question you should i i would see that and the small gaming like i would see it that second and that second my friend is uh, knowing about it but um then it's their decision do they want to stay with that guy still and if she's afraid that um their friendship might um, be ruined when she says it then that's the best friend's thing. That's her thing. If she takes a man um, that's cheating on her uh, and puts that um, above your friendship, then anything that happens later on, that's her. That's her own fault. I mean, you did your you you did your piece. What you want to do, uh, what you have to do. Oh my God, where's my English going to? But um, she should tell she should definitely tell there's that's not even that shouldn't be a question she should tell her and um any reaction that she gets she should just know that she did it um out of goodness for her friends went in for wanting the best um for her yeah so okay yeah what do you think I think um Khadija and Mai said already everything already. You will not get said know. everything already. I, I mean they already did. So what else do I what else do I have to say? But um I would definitely okay. tell. I would definitely I, tell my best friend. I have a different view and I like to be different. So yeah. I wouldn't. You know why? It depends. Wait, first of all, it depends on who. If it's like Maimuna or Mariama, I would I definitely will. But like um I'm speaking of experience, y'all. Okay. Jigen, women, women will embarrass you every day. They will embarrass you. <laughs> you will show these women evidence oh, that boy. this man is cheating. But once they hear the man's side, it's done. Mm-hmm. They will so never much. believe you. And they will, make you the, they will make you the bad person. Because it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've said that I'm never even mm-hmm. coming to one. Maybe it's because she's not a best friend. Yeah, maybe. So, because yeah, if, maybe if that's why. What I was going to say, I was going to say she's saying her best friend. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, if it's like a best friend, like how I consider Mariama, Yam, Maimuna, so that mom mm-hmm. it's going down. But, like, be careful. Know, like, how how close are you with that person? Because yeah. you will try to help them out, and the next day they will post Garawale because that's what I've been going through now. Khadija, but uh, like, at the same time, that's right, their I thing. see your point. Right, I see your point, but at the same time, you know you were saying the truth, right? Yeah. And yeah. um, whatever she's doing, I, at the end of the day, the friendship is not a friendship no more. If she's throwing shades on you on the internet and stuff because you told her what you saw and you have evidence of it, if either way, she's not gonna be your friend no more. 
you told her. Nah, she, she, she she's kind my friend. Man, well, she's your friend. Do, do you I, think, I think deep down she knows you're telling the truth. Right. But like, she don't yeah. want to. Yeah. They just, mm-hmm. A lot of times. That's how women, it is. No, they just don't want to ask. Mm-hmm. They, they just act dumb, guys. Because you. <laughs> no, seriously. You'll be talking. You'll be talking for two hours. And they will be, they will be like, yeah, what you're saying is so true. I know it in my heart. And how is it? You are telling me the next day we mm-hmm. talked and everything is fine. Everything that we talked about the uh, the day before, where you were like, oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, yeah, you don't have memory of it anymore. But I mean, if they are happy at that moment, for me, that's always the most important thing. Happy if he's If cheating. my friend is happy. No, no, no. <laughs> not thinking about the cheating girl, not... Some people are still happy though. They will go back and be like, you know what? I'm I'm going to work on this um, relationship. He's a man. And for them, that's <laughs> happiness. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you want to stay in a disrespectful relationship, that's your yeah, thing. We don't support all women, by the way. <laughs> but Hadija, I just saw your tweet that Kadi was talking about. Which man did this? Which man? <laughs> This oh is not for tea. Oh my God. Tea. When she about, yeah, I mean that's that's a true story. Honestly, it's a real life story. Yes, true story. Yeah. Hey. It happened so a while ago. I'm just <laughs> about it now. It's a true story. That man is he dropping did. life. Oh. <laughs> he, he really did. He he borrowed money from her, and then the next thing she knows, like they're telling her, "Oh, your husband is marrying somebody else." Are you still married? I would yeah, literally be married. in jail at this point because they're still married. <laughs> ah, game but over. But you know, like I feel like marriage is like that. The second wife's marriage won't last because if mm-hmm. he had to borrow money, money? to marry you, then yeah. he definitely have money. So he does not have money for your. That's office. where you even win. Like you win where exactly. when he had to that's go. I'm, yeah. I'm like that's an automatic win for an argument. Like I married you, he didn't. I married yeah. you. That's my money, right? <laughs> Uh, but it's like it's, it's really like it, it would you would be pissed because because you would be pissed. Yeah. Another thing I also feel like it's a lot of times a lot of women get become a man's second wife because they think yeah. oh, this is so and so the first wife is living this type of life like she mm-hmm. you don't know how she's getting that so they get into it and then. Mm-hmm. They realize. They realize. Yeah. And I feel like that's what's going to happen in that situation. Because, like mm-hmm. I said, if he had to borrow money to marry you, he's definitely not. Wow. That means that the, the other, the first wife, wife was feeding him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> just to make Kadi, please, just to make Kadi feel like an outsider. <laughs> just to make her feel like an outsider more. So the Cisse um the Cisse, um is it from you or your husband? Oh my god. No, my husband is Lee. I'm Cisse. So your saucer. Yes. So from how is this part? an outside? Which part of Gambia? Wait, wait, from which part of Gambia? Um, like where? Is it Jara Sauce? No, my mom is from Badubu and my dad is from Nyanlakuna. Oh, I was I about to say, like, Kelly is out because um, Yama's mother's um, son is Sisi and mine is also. Yeah. You're Sisi Susunga. You're not Sisi Gabby. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm still Sisi. <laughs> yeah. 
not the serious susu. I'm dead. He sees the susu and you know face sauce. Yo, get out. <laughs> my mom is so sad. My mom is so sad. I'm still in this chat, <laughs> but we're running out of time. This is gonna be like a two hours long episode. So let me just um conclude. I'd like to specify the genders because we know how the no name gender thinks, you know. So let me just say, our local gentleman, because this is not no intellectual gentleman. Our local. <laughs> Our local gentleman said, no, because you're just trying to ruin something for herself, uh, for uh-uh. something she had for herself. You see how men think? See this man <laughs> So this man said, yeah, no, don't, 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 because you're going to ruin something she already planned for herself. How is that something you plan for yourself? It's the table I hate the notion of blaming her for the like, mm. And she mm-hmm. said, I don't want to ruin. No, you're not ruining me. He did. The yeah. Man yeah. Have a relationship somewhere else. He did. He ruined. So it. basically, but the man is the victim. That, that people would tell her that she's the one who ruined the relationship. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, people come for the friend. Talk about yeah, even the woman, even the mm-hmm. woman, they'll tell her, oh, especially like if it's a marriage and then their kids, they're like, oh, think of the kids. Okay. Like, okay, why didn't he think of the kids? I yeah. always say this: if you're not happy, your kids are not gonna happy. If both no. of you are doing stuff. That is gonna like you know make the other person cry and mm-hmm. sad. The kids are not gonna happy. So Definitely. like in better they they go their separate ways and don't think about the kids. I mm-hmm. mean you're gonna think about the kids, but later on it's gonna be like you guys are separated and you're gonna take care of your kids in a separate way. But um, all the ladies said yes. Tell her kids don't deserve mm-hmm. loyalty. Period. I like mm-hmm. that. Kim when she should tell her. A relationship is uh, based on secrets and lies will crumble sooner than later. Mm-hmm. And only one man said, I don't understand why she is even asking. It's obvious. You should always tell her the truth. Only exactly. one man. We have an intellectual gentleman who said, why even ask that question? That's your mm-hmm. best friend. Tell them. But yeah, all the, all the answers are basically the same. Lady said, you should always tell her. And all the men are like, nah, but you have a relationship with Jambo. Oh, so yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course the men will that. Yep. They love to manipulate stuff. They will come to you like, yeah, not true. She's lying to you. But yeah, let's, let's just end this episode here. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, must start going off. Exactly. <laughs> But Alhamdulillah, Khadija, we would like to thank you so, so, so much. I know this took a while and it was all last minute, but you don't even know how much we appreciate you. This is our first, first, first invitation ever. You are our first guest, so this is very special to us. And we hope you enjoyed it. Like, that's the whole point. This was fun. I really enjoyed it. Yes. (laughs) You want to come back? Because we will definitely want to have you back. Yeah, definitely. If you guys want it, let me know. (laughs) Yeah. He's thank like, look so at our good sister out here, guys. So, um, Anna boy, we tell him bye for us and thanks for the advice. Thank Before so we go, much. hey, we didn't make a dua, but uh, Hadija, oh, yeah. if you don't know, after end of uh, at the end of every episode, we like to make a dua. Whatever you want to pray for the Ummah or whatever you want to make a dua about, the floor is yours. Oh, me? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I suck at duas. See, this is why I be mine. No, everybody does. Just say whatever comes to your mind, whatever you're thinking of. Basically, that's like good for the ummah or good for you or for anyone else. Like, just make sure you act like you're just talking to them directly, like you're trying to create something, you know. 
telling me you get this or whatever you want to pray about. Okay, I, I think yeah. the first thing that comes to my mind is yes. May we all witness Ramadan in perfect Love health. Mean. May this be one of our best Ramadans and mm-hmm. may we get to see Eid as well in perfect mm-hmm. health. Because that's very important. I see, that was in heart. Yeah, so we thank you so much for joining us and thank all the listeners for listening. But don't forget, make sure you follow us on Instagram, The Reflection Diary, T H E dot Reflection Diary. Thank you.